1: we're talking about forcing appreciation. Before we do that though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily business. And everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started.
0: What up? Hey. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I like today's topic. Yeah? I do. It's, uh, you know, we kind of, last week we talked about, you know, our change and what we've done over the last quarter, and this week we're kind of talking about uh, kind of where I think that most people should be looking in the future of their land investing careers.
1: I would agree with that.
0: And I I wouldn't even say it has to be land investing. It could be in, you know, whatever niche of real estate that they want to get into.
1: Yeah, because every niche in real estate, definitely the money can Well, I'm going to say that, take that back. Outside of land, if you don't know what you're doing, right? Outside of land, it seems like every other niche makes their money by forcing appreciation. Yes, 100%. Commercial properties, apartments. 100%. Charge more each month, raises the appreciation. Raises the value. The the
0: NOI, and we talk about that. And so... When we talk about it with with land, it's a little bit different topic, but it's still the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's a ton of money that can be made off land if you know what you're doing by forcing appreciation.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I like this because we're, we're saying this is, hey, you can take one deal and instead of making it a you know buy for 10, sell for 30, what does that look like? If you if you've got the skill set that we've talked about and you can buy it still for 10, but you can turn that 30 into a 40 or 50 or a 60, does it become worth your time? And even if it takes a little bit more time, is it worthwhile for you um, in the long run?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this comes right on the hills, if you guys were listening last week, talking about the how we're doing this right yeah,
0: now. Yeah, the subdivide, when subdividing it is one thing, and like you, I know that's where you want to go with it, and I I agree with you, because that's the most common way that we see it, but there's a lot of other mm. ways. But, you know, why, why would you think that subdividing was probably one of the easiest and most done ways? Why would I think that? Yeah. Well...
1: Probably for several reasons. One is because that's what, like, maybe not everyone's dream, but I feel like a lot of land investors who have done this for a little bit mm-hmm. know that you can go, no. as the acreage size gets bigger, like mm-hmm. the price doesn't always correspond. Like one, 000, one acre for five thousand, ten thousand dollars an acre doesn't always correspond to 2,000 acres at 10000 bucks an acre. Yeah. It levels out. Yep. And so you can almost buy them at market value
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then subdivide it and now they're the smaller parcels, which makes the land worth more.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like going to Seven Eleven and you buy the six pack of Cokes or the twelve pack of Cokes for two ninety nine, or you buy the one twenty ounce and you pay a dollar ninety nine for it. Is that right? Yeah, like a twelve pack of cans right now is like two ninety nine, mm. and then a, a single is one ninety nine to two nineteen. Mm. So it's it's breaking it down, and that's the easy way to do that. So like we have a deal going in Texarkana right now. We bought it's eleven acres. We're gonna cut it up into. One, two three four two and a half acres and my math may be off no uh, three two and a halves, a one and a half and a two. The two has a, a, a hundred year lease on it at $500 a year so we keep that one. the other ones all sell We are in it for we paid more than we would I think we our blind offer was like 12 grand we ended up settling at 30 because of this exit strategy and we will end up getting about a hundred thirty 140 back. What kind of 50 year lease? It's a tank farm so it has the tanks from a well. So heavily treated has has utilities on the road. Has a house used to be there? The house is gone and been taken out, but still has city water, city sewer. Right across from elementary school, it's going to be a really nice little way to force appreciation. I beg a tank. This is just curiosity. Oh, dude, I don't know. There's like three of them on there. So it's yeah. It's but that's again. That's when we say, hey, what does what does your future look like, and how do you how do you want to grow your business? Like me personally, I don't want to. Send out ten thousand pieces of mail, or as I've seen, some people tell me, "Oh, an advanced member should be sending out fifty thousand pieces of mail a month." <laughs> like I, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but if they're telling you that, it's because they get a kickback off you. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be real with
1: each other, so so you know. But well, a kickback would be okay, a massive, a yeah. massive payment. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah. and that, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but if you can take that same, that one deal and turn it into five or six, what does that look like for you? And that's just one thing. That's just just the subdivide, you know, the six-pack method. You know, buy a six-pack and sell it individually. I mean, that's what little convenience stores do. That's what, Sam, like, they go to Sam's, and they buy it at Sam's and break it down and put the boxes of candy bars out there, and you pay for the candy bar. No. Yeah, I know you kind of said
1: it mentioned this earlier, but like cleaning properties up, right? Yeah. If we're, if we're talking other ways
0: to do it. And it kind of goes
1: against what we initially had started doing, right? Just buy it low. We don't do anything to it and we sell it.
0: But, and we told, but we said that last year though, that we, like there was like, I think I had like six deals. I did some sort of improvement on just because yeah. it made it that much better. Like it, it got market value. You know, you have a realtor in an area and she goes, Hey, you know, the driveway is kind of bad here. Can you send it? She goes, I got a guy that'll do it for 500 bucks. If your realtor's telling you that they that they got a guy that'll fix it and it's only gonna cost 500 bucks, send the 500 bucks yeah. out there and let them clean it up. That forced that appreciation.
1: Yeah. We went to that one property years in East Texas that we couldn't even drive onto it. Yeah. And, you know, and then you sent a guy out there and a couple hours and a, thousand, a thousand, thousand bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a totally different property.
0: Oh yeah. He cleared out almost three quarters of an acre and we had a, a camper that was buried back in there. Now the camper was clear and you could bring your whole family and park your cars out there on it. Yeah. And it sold the first person that looked at it afterwards. So...
1: You couldn't even see the sign from the road. No, because it was so overgrown. Yeah. You're 100% right. And know, you question why the realtor let it get to that, though, don't you?
0: The realtor signed... Yeah, the realtor never went out. He put the sign up and never went back. Yeah. So, it was a little far for him, but he could get me on that MLS, and that's why I used him. I used him on a couple other properties, and he did, you know, when they were close, he knocked him out of the park. That one Mm. was just a little bit out of what his reach was, Mm. but we hadn't worked with anybody else in that area, so we gave him the shot. And it still sold, Mm. um, but you know, those are that, like you said, improving the property is a way and improvement doesn't have to mean, you know, run power lines, um, water wells, fences. It can, but it doesn't have to mean that. Yeah. And
1: it can be as easy as like, you still not have to do anything. You just pick up the phone, call someone to go do it. But mm-hmm. one of the plays that we had talked about before was, you know, like these places where cabins are hot mm-hmm. Buy a uh, 20 or 40, cut it into fives and throw some cabins up on that. Yep. I mean, I mean, those st- things are selling like hotcakes
0: still, still a play. And that's, you know, you're, you're taking that deal and you're making it a little bit better. Now I've got a guy in our group that has started using coastal properties and he's like, Hey, I've got this area. The guy's going to let me do this type of property. He's already done the business plan of it. He sent it over for me to look at it. And I was like, well, I think there's a few things you missed, but man, you're onto something. You really are. I mean, he's sourcing the property for 50 bucks
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that he's putting a $40,000 home on it and they're selling for one ninety nine.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, those useless junk lots that nobody wants.
0: That's just junk. They're teaching you how to buy junk over yeah. there.
1: If we yeah. had fifty dollars for every time someone told us that on our Facebook ad, we <laughs> we wouldn't have to
0: <laughs> buy or sell land. <laughs> oh, that's that one guy. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's a uh, but again, the force of the appreciation. You know, I, I hate to harp on this, and I and I don't I don't know if this is going to come across ill or rude or asshole-ish, but. Anytime you start a new business or you're in a niche, if you can look at what other successful people have done in it, not like successful, like oh, Adam and Justin have a podcast successful. Like I mean, companies that are built that are providing for tens of thousands of people, or maybe it's a hundred people that work for them. But when you look at that, there is a play there where they're forcing some appreciation or they're subdividing or developing, and that's and that's what most land people. We have a unique skill set that we know how to source deals. But that just gives us the opportunity to learn a little bit of what they do, mix it with what we do, and we have a successful winning combination.
1: Yeah, and as your business grows, like I haven't met anyone yet that says, "You know, I can't wait twenty years from now to still be sending out ten thousand letters a month,
0: dude." And but you never you never really hear from that person ten years later, maybe because we we were five years, six years. But what we do hear is that year that person that goes to does a coastal property. He, his first time he does it, he gets his first three or four and he sells them for, um, you know, he buys them for 50 bucks and sells them for 500. And then he goes, shit, I'm gonna buy a hundred more of those. So he goes and spends whatever that is, 5,000 bucks and buys a hundred more of them. And then he goes, shit, that's a lot of work. And then he's got those and he moves those and he goes and does some 10 acre properties and 20 acre properties. And so they've done those now and, they're sitting there and they're like, okay, cool. Well, there's a point where you get tired of chasing the deal every month. When you go full time, you're like, oh man, I don't want to be chasing these deals. And we've talked about, you know, well, how do you get some of that into a passive income? Is it, you know, getting to a syndication? Is it getting to some of the bigger deals that we've done? Um, so there's, there's different plays there, but it's a, I, I don't know that I know of anybody that says, Hey, you know what? For the next 20 years, I'm going to send out, or they have for the last 10 or 20 years, sent out offers on five to 20 acres Mm -hmm. and have done it consistently.
1: Uh, you have to force the appreciation in yourself. <laughs> How about that? that's a good fair. <laughs> right? I like that. that. I mean, that's very true because in order for like a career to evolve, you got to continue to learn and develop mm-hmm. yourself and continue to grow. And before you know it, the person who started has appreciated into like a professional that yeah wouldn't even do a coastal property anymore.
0: Yeah. I've got like six just sitting in my desk that I need to do something with. So if anybody wants some coastal properties, just holler at me. I can <laughs> give it to you what I have them in. Have into them, but no, and that's the—that's uh, funny that you say that. And I, I, we've done a—it's no lie; it's no surprise that we do a bunch of podcast guests. And you know, one of the most common questions we get is, "What's your favorite book to read?" Like, what book is like just resonated with you that changed your outlook on life? And for me, that's a hard one to answer, but I do always answer it with the best thing I've ever done for myself is taken, you know, an hour in the morning and looked at other niches and things about the niches that like get granular and like, you know, note investing. Why is note investing important? Like people, how they do that. And then try to relay it back to land joint ventures, you know, um, whether it's development and looking at replatting something and selling it as the plat. I mean, there's a way to force appreciate that, you know, learning how to fix deeds, Um, learning how to do undivided interest and fix those and get everything back together. You know, things like that all play into the, the forced appreciation of yourself. Like you just kind of so eloquently put, (laughs) but it also helps your business grow from that base level of sending out a piece of paper, getting a signed deal back, taking that deal and and going back to market with it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of those questions that we get on podcast, Uh I freaking hate those (laughs) when they're surprises. (laughs) What's your favorite way to give back to your community? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I,
0: I'm always ready for those, Adam. Yeah, I'm ready for those. It's, it's, it's it's you got to get a line of bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. And that's and that's you know that's the fun part about the the different podcasts. But the, the one of the funny things is you can tell when somebody went through a certain group and then that part of the group was to start a podcast and you know you got. Yeah, like Joe Fairless's group, like most of those start a podcast so they can generate mm-hmm. an expertise and niche and name. So when they go out and ask for money as a syndication, cause that's what he teaches apartment syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool guy, uh, has successful business. His A lot of his clients have done really, really well. So I'm not taking anything from, but they always ask, okay, we got a lightning round for you. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Yeah.
1: I'm tired of lightning rounds. Every time we have a guest on our show, I, I always try and tell them,
0: "Hey, this is just like a couple guys drinking beer, talking real estate." Yeah. That way, there's we, no surprises. Yeah, we're not coming lightning round, unless you come and you're mimicking somebody else's stuff. And then I'm going to start grilling you harder to see what I can get you to push. Yeah,
1: I think I've probably only done one, maybe two shows that you weren't also on, mm-hmm. and I felt like one of those was trying to make me stumble.
0: That was a fearless show. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I haven't. I. Uh, I had a dream that they had me on another show for him the other night, and it was he had a new podcast, and it was like a, he had a sidekick that has a podcast, but it was under his name. And I don't know why. I took some ibuprofen, had it rum and coke, and got in a hot tub after I hurt my old hip after a bike race, and then I slept so deep that I was in some weird dreams, man.
1: I can't. Even, I don't want to get started in my dreams though. They've been so out of. They've been out of control. <laughs> oh, no. Like just weird. Yeah. I don't. Even, you must don't be know. sleeping good. Or bad because the dream my like, dreams are so
0: real you know it's just well yeah you're in it means you're in a good room sleep that's good
1: yeah I don't know maybe I'm still wake up exhausted because the dreams were so intense yeah
0: so kind of tying this up and kind of wrapping it up for the day we took kept them long last week but let's think about you know what what ways we can force appreciation how does that look I mean we, we talked about subdividing mm-hmm. talked about improving mm-hmm. whether it's developing with a house or it's adding utilities or things like that um, paperwork improvements you know, fixing the deed because of a death, you know, a, a, a non-sellable property because of death and lack of probate, you improving that property, you're forcing the appreciation there. Um, there's, there's also ways of cutting cost on our land. Land doesn't have a lot of hold cost, but going in and negotiating maybe a new zoning for a tax rate or lowering the tax rate, because based on the price you paid, that's a way to force appreciation as well.
1: Yeah. I thought of one to, uh, kind of, is better marketing. And I think when I think of this, I think of the the property that you picked up off of me in okay. Nevada. Yeah. You know, I say, like, I paid a professional to go take photos. I had a good ad, but I didn't doctor up any of the photos. And when I sold that property, it took a little bit of time to go and whatever time to go. And then you guys take it over, mm-hmm. spruced up the photos. Mm-hmm. I mean, night and day difference. That thing sold really quick.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's one that's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I think that's a great point. And I'm, I struggle with agreeing with you that it's, Oh, that's forced appreciation. It is. I, I agree with you, but I struggle in that because I have people all the time that'll bring me deals that they're buying. that's on the market. And I'd like, you know, going like how we teach zoom in, find the property, look at it. And then they'll say, well, I can do a better ad than that. And the property has been sitting for a year on the market at 15 grand. The person wants 13. And I'm like, Can you, can you really like, are you really going to force that much more appreciation by that ad? So that's where I get, I agree with you, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it with a caveat. You are not going to force, you know, an extra, if it's set on the market for 15 grand for a year, two years, you're not going to make it worth more than 15 grand. You might, you, you, you don't need to get your profit there. You need to get it on the buy.
1: Yeah, I don't think if there's a property on the market for fifteen thousand, you can go get it and just change
0: the ad and make money.
1: Yeah, right. There's a little difference in this you, in this one. Well, you
0: might be able to, but not enough to make it worth your time. Right, to right. Okay, I think that's a pretty good list of things. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I, you know, I hope this doesn't take away from these people that are saying, "Hey, well, I just want to send them out because they're getting started." And that's not what we're saying. Oh yeah. But it's it's saying as you start to understand the mechanism that you're starting now, you start layering in these ways like. You know, if you're going to a realtor and the realtor gives you the opportunity, hey, you know what, if we split this into some five acre properties because you bought a 40, I really have a bunch of people that are looking for them. Like we did a 40, we split, the guy bought it and split it into tens because that's what they wanted for it to grow pot on. You know, so those are, those are ways to force appreciations and you can talk to those local people in that market to understand, hey, what, what actually sells a little bit better and you make it fit that.
1: Yeah, that's why we didn't list. Force the appreciation by growing dope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So look. it's got three marijuana plants hidden on that on that priest property. Go find it. It'll bloom in a month. <laughs> so all
1: right, guys, this is it for today? Uh as always, do us a favor, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like and follow. Then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. We love you. See you next time. See you guys. Peace.